talk about how I swear Manus is a hub for kinky people. There's something about the seminary being there. They all come out of the woodwork and mm. they're just drawn to it to I, I don't know why. It's because they get to embrace their their wonderfully taboo selves, maybe, considering <laughs> the numbers that come to to my workshops or that when I went to my my SU Christmas party that I spent my evening with everyone taking the BDSM test online and showing me the results and going, Eva, what does this mean? So like, what am I? I got like 70% for this. What does that mean? <laughs> I said before, I think that's the moment that I was like, okay, I think I might have shed my, my Catholic guilt and shame. I think I might be through that now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Manoof, Jesus, kinky bastard, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. On the show this week, you'll be delighted to know I had the wonderful Aoife Murray. Now, if you're not familiar with Aoife, Aoife is a kink educator, sexual health educator, Basically, a sex expert, um, and yeah, very well renowned with everything that happens in and outside the bedroom and how to do it safely, and most importantly, just <laughs> chatting to people about it because turns out um, Ireland aren't that open about talking about it. Uh, but yeah, we had some crack in the podcast this week. We chatted all about Eva's journey from being a humble student to essentially Ireland's kink expert, uh, <laughs> the kinkiest places in Ireland. And, of course, getting gifted chains from her own father. Yes, we went into every dark and deep crevice. Everything got sloppy and sexy. And, um, literally, uh, this was no stone unturned. Aoife is such a pro at her field. She was such a good crack to have on the show. And I basically just giggled all the time because I'm very immature. But you guys will absolutely enjoy this episode. So, without further ado... Please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with the wonderful Aoife Murray. Well, welcome back to another episode of Interviews. On the show this week, I am thrilled to welcome on, I mean, on this glorious Friday morning, afternoon, I don't even know, Aoife Murray, how's it going? <laughs> Thank you, what an introduction, hyping, hyping us up a little bit before you get going. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I almost felt like it's going to be like one of those like boxer rings, being like, in the left yeah. corner, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, yeah, here we are. As I said, me and you, we're just rolled out of bed here. We're just trying to do a podcast. Yeah. I mean, at least you look a bit put together. I mean, I love that you've got yeah. everything going on. I mean, the hair, the I makeup, outfit. Um, I'm just glad that nobody can see like the bottom half. I was like, jump around, <laughs> maybe wash my face yeah. a little bit. And, I well, rolled out of bed and put the lipstick on. Yeah. I do that as well. Like I'll teach workshops and from here up. I look really nicely presented, but I'm sat here in pajama bottoms. I'm like, oh God, I'm going to have to start putting on skirts or trousers again now in the near future. It's shocking carry on. Honestly, do you know what? We've been we've been coddled too much over this last year. Yeah, like I, I'm just enjoying that my webcam is so bad that you can't see like there's how wretched my face looks after waking up in the morning. It's almost like a little glow <laughs> coming in. I'm being like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, like why does Connor look so tired in real life um <laughs> but I suppose... well I have a ring light I think that's what's saving me at the minute like mm. you can see it there so um I'd highly recommend 
I, so it I makes think, me look after he's and hides the dark circles. I'll, I'll have to take a round with me. I'll need it like a GoPro, <laughs> just attached to my belt or something like honestly at this stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I suppose, Aoife, first and foremost, for the people that are maybe tuning into the podcast that haven't heard of you before, uh, <laughs> rude, uh, <laughs> where have they been? Shocking. Uh, <laughs> shocking, honestly. Maybe give us a wee bit of an introduction about yourself, where you're from, I suppose your background, what we're here to chat about today. Mm-hmm. This is the bit where you go, right, who are you and what are you doing here? Um, why do you have a right to be on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Aoife. I'm 26 and I'm from Kildare. Yeah. And I... <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and I'm a kink educator. So what that means is I teach people about risk-aware kink practices and I give them a nice peek into the taboo world of BDSM. So for the most part, that's, uh, that means that I run workshops through student unions across the country as part of their sexual health week programs, but I also do like one-on-one consultation or I share informational posts on my Instagram and all that kind of good, you know, all that good stuff. All the good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I suppose that's where I kind of got introduced to yourself as well. I think it was one of my uh, past guests I had on, um, Shauna Scott, for, that does mm-hmm. sex shop and stuff like this. The next thing I seen her like sharing like an article and stuff about yourself. And I was going like, yeah. wait, there's a, it was like the only like kink educator in Ireland or whatever like this. And I was going, <laughs> wait, who? And then next thing I started kind of hearing about your story, also your Instagram page and everything about it. And anybody that kind of has been like knows me or kind of has been listening to this podcast like I don't know maybe some of my guests like I I think I'm just very curious uh, about anything kind of going down you know kink kind of rude and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. I think it's just like again that like it feeds into this like child like child boy you know kind of be like oh we're not supposed to talk about that so like it just becomes that kind of like thing that like even me and my friends would like talk about even as over in Edinburgh not too long ago in the weekend and like but you're just got you you just get into t- topics that like again like there's some things just being like so like have you heard about this yeah I think somebody's into that and then you kind of like mm-hmm. but nobody is really well articulated enough to explain it and everybody's just kind of hemming in hand because nobody really wants to dive into it well enough so again I know it's it's one of those things it it's titillating so people want to have a little bit of a mm. chat about it but there's pressure even talking with your friends like well I don't want to seem too interested or too knowledgeable <laughs> about this because they'll be asking questions <laughs> yeah they're like yeah exactly everybody's just kind of tiptoeing around it so to find mm-hmm. I mean someone like yourself that is so open and kind of chatting about it and educating I suppose is the most important thing around it yeah it's kind of just like a breath fresher in <laughs> in uh, Ireland which is uh you know historically um not uh <laughs> not really known for their kink education <laughs> no no definitely not um definitely not I mean we're even still at the stage where you're trying to get good comprehensive sex education um in secondary schools you know sex education <laughs> that actually includes LGBT people mm. you know so you can imagine then when it comes to people wanting to explore kink if they haven't had a good strong base of relationship and sex education like sure where do you start when it comes to kink and things that could be higher risk so that's that's where I come in. That's my job to to try and bridge the gap and encourage people to be more mindful of their safety, their well-being, exactly. their partner's well-being too, of course. Of course, of course. And I suppose like, first and foremost, Aoife, I mean, I was talking about how I discovered you, but maybe like, let's go back where to maybe you first kind of discovered okay. that you had, you know, an interest in this kind of whole world. Like when did you first get into, I suppose, sexual health 
kink education yeah. like was it something that you kind of always found yourself gravitating towards or like was there potentially any other paths in mind like have you just kind of fallen into this being like I suppose I'm the spokesperson of kink in Ireland <laughs> yeah I I think I have to be honest you know a lot of people say that though if you find something that you're interested in or you're passionate about and then it can become a career that's mm. the best way to do things you know you don't set out you don't always set out to 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 go this way but if you have something that makes I don't know you just feel interested to to get up and go to work and you feel like you're making a difference for people then you're like right well okay this is what I'm going to do with myself mm. um so I first started my workshops in Maynooth so I'm a student in Maynooth and I was also part of the senate there so that's just uh, like the student council you know mm. so um you're technically the governing body of the student union but you'll get people who, who are elected to all different kinds of positions and someone would be like an, a particular interest position or mm. they'd represent a particular group so I was the gender equality senator at the time and I spoke to the welfare officer about adding some kind of kink education to their sexual health week program mm-hmm. and he thought it was a great idea it's something that hadn't really occurred to him it had to me and my kinky self, but it hadn't agreed to it. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's great. That'll make a big difference for someone. I hope that goes well for them. I'll come along, you know, I'll check them out. Mm. And then a little more time went by and I was like, you know, I think I could do this. So I went back to him and I, <laughs> we had agreed that I'd write him a proposal. Uh-huh. And if he was happy with it, I'd host the workshop. Mm. And if not, at least he could use it to like inform his choice yes you know it, it would help him find somebody find a mm. professional to bring in at the time I wasn't one of course um mm. and I read him the proposal and he goes okay so what day is you free and I was like <laughs> oh okay so um <laughs> then first we had four workshops scheduled and then I had to put on an extra two to accommodate everyone who wants to come and Stop. I was like oh my god okay yeah yeah and then a few months later I was asked by another student union would I run them for them and I was like okay I think I have something here like there there really is a demand for this this Mm. isn't just me and my you know my perversion self thinking everybody needs to know (laughs) how to safely spank their partner like there is actually a demand for this (laughs) yeah there's actually like you know supply and demand exactly like there is like obviously a community here that are being like uh go we actually have a couple more workshops or uh that would actually be um ideal hello yeah yeah so yeah there's it's worked out quite nicely for me as you can see (laughs) yeah and I mean I love it's just like how you fell into it being like yeah like I mean this would be like a fun thing to have for the uni they're going like yeah great go do it (laughs) and the next thing yeah as you said I mean like you've kind of like built up I suppose this reputation as well for I mean uh, going in supposed to like different colleges and like really like educating and as you said like from what is like really from school kind of on to college there's really like well in my own terms very basic if not like no sex education at all so yeah. even for that like going into university which is such kind of sexual time in a lot of people's lives and you know discovering different things about themselves and having those kind of like different avenues where you know just people can again educate and stuff around is like amazing that you literally were like I think that'll be good and now you're being like I do this <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is my job now <laughs> yeah I you know I imagined oh there has to be someone out there who does this mm. um so even I thought, you know, put myself forward 
that yeah I could do this and I believe I could do it well but I'm sure there's someone and this is their bread and butter and then mm. to realize well I don't really think there is not in Ireland anyway and mm. um, so yeah that's my niche now you're saying about becoming the face of kink in Ireland that's that's still kind of funny to me um <laughs> it just it is because of course what I say doesn't represent every kinky person, every person's interest in BDSM. Mm. Same time though, because I I don't know of anyone else who does it. Hopefully now I'll be in good company very soon. Yeah. But, um, fingers crossed. <laughs> but because I don't know anyone else who does it, like I take it quite seriously. So if people, they think of kink and they think of me and then they think of my efforts to encourage people to take good care of themselves mm. and communicate well with partners and to just reprioritize given informed consent and mm. that's what they associate with kink then I'm fine with that you know yeah. if that's if that's where the train of thought goes then yeah. I I am fine with that yeah yeah if it starts going down some like other route we'll be like did you see he fired that site and be like is that the kink girl and then you'll be like oh okay no like that's let's not <laughs> like that's maybe mm. you know <laughs> When I first ran the workshop, so I was taking a bit of a risk, of course, because it's on my campus. Mm. And I was also working there at the time. So mm. um, there's, I work for the student union. They, mm-hmm. just, they have a little laundry shop there, you know. So I was like, let's see how this goes. I hope it turns out all right, because if not, I'm just going to be that one who serves your, your coffee in the morning <laughs> and, like, won't, won't shut up about whips and chains. Yeah. Um, so I was taking a little bit of a risk. Um, I, I mean, it went so well. Like, you know, people have been it's so supportive and so lovely, which is mm. great. But, it, you know, it, it could have gone the other way a bit. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose, like, as well, like, coming into this, and I suppose it's kind of this, like, world that, like, again, you obviously, like, people there was a demand for it, but people just weren't, you know, speaking out about it enough to be like, oh, could, you know, there be some kind of facility for it? Like, I suppose now like that you're kind of like known in that kind of field and stuff like what has it been for I suppose other people in your life I mean maybe like partners parents family what <laughs> has that dynamic <laughs> changed to like turn around and be like how's Eve getting on in uni it's like she's great uh, do you know what uh, yeah she's doing some workshops isn't she uh, yeah like um <laughs> like are they all is everybody like really supportive or is it still like kind of like eggshells walk around being like What's even been up to since you ran away from Kildare? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm still here. So, um, like, I still live at home and I could just, um, I just, like, you know, commute to college from home. So, yeah. <laughs> so there was, as soon as um, I started running the workshops, I told my mom and dad. Mm. Because I was like, well, they're going to hear about it any- anyway. Yeah. They can hear about it from me or they can hear about it from someone else. <laughs> And they were they were really supportive. Like mm. they understood. They were like, "Well, this is a job. Someone has to do it." Like, mm. so why not you? Um, yeah. Even like, you know, you said you found me through an article you saw. So yeah, this is, that was an article in um, you know, in the Sunday World, mm. written by Denise Smith. She's lovely, by the way. Um, <laughs> which yeah, the big deal for me, of course, as you can imagine. And my mm. dad there, like, telling his friends down the pub, like, Aoife's going to be in the paper tomorrow now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, very supportive. Yeah. Even though if sometimes it can be right, it can just be a little bit misguided. So um, he was clearing <laughs> out the shed a couple of months ago. And he comes into me and he hands me um, about four foot of heavy metal chains. Now, I have them here to show you, right? Your listeners won't, they won't see them, but they'll hear the weight, right? So this is... 
but four foot of metal chain. Look, wait, uh, I'm gonna drop it just to get a full effect, right? Okay, right. So that's that's not a necklace, you know. <laughs> and he brings it to me because you know he's he's been in things, and he's like, Sharifa, you'd have some use for this. And I'm like, thanks, Dad, thanks. And I'm like, well, I have to keep it now. Am I ever going to actually use that to bind a person? No, but come on. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that is like the most Irish thing in the world where they come and be like, like, literally, I remember I used to do um, kind of wee film studies and stuff like, and um, you just have like random people turn up be like, I find this like clock or something. You could use that in a film. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, that's like so well felt, but like, okay, a bit random, whatever like this. Your dad walking into yourself be like, Eva, there's some chains for yourself would you would you you'd have some use for them <laughs> we were clear tell you what mickey was cleared out of shed the other day there and, and i seen them and i thought if would have some use for them yeah. I'll, I'll take them home from it yeah easy <laughs> they, they see the exact same way as if do you know the classic joke you mentioned once you like apples and oh. suddenly you come home and your dad has bought you 35 apples. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, you don't, you never say to him what you enjoy at all. Or else you'll just be ended with, like, I think we still have, like, chicken chaos from, like, in our back freezer from, like, six years ago. Yeah. It, it was really, it was quite, quite intense for a while there. You but can, You can send a few to me. I'll, yeah. I'll help you. I will take up that burden, Connor. Help I, me with those two. I appreciate that, honestly. Please. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose, Aoife, like... Again, I suppose with your kind of Instagram and stuff like this, like this be your main kind of, you know, I put that people, you know, reach out, kind of see your bits and pieces, yeah. like what you're doing and all. Like, what's the kind of inspiration behind this? Like, is it, you know, is there anyone or anything that particularly influences you? Or is it kind of like, as you said, you're going off your kind of like own bat with a lot of this? Like, are, like, mm. how do you kind of culminate this, like, essentially creating content that then people are being able to like be educated by it's like like where's that come from yeah yeah so when I was researching myself you know I first got involved in BDSM I just wanted to learn everything I could and Mm. um always been someone who's quite cautious myself Mm. so I was like right I'm gonna learn about this and I want to try and do it properly in Mm. in very common so (laughs) I went online and and um, YouTube looked at twenty YouTube videos. YouTube could mm. actually be really good for for things like that, sex positive videos, kink positive videos. Mm. So sometimes they do need to skirt around topics a little bit for the sake of you know not being yeah not, not having good. the video deleted. Yeah, <laughs> but you do you get some some wonderful um, creators, you know. But a lot of them they're based in the US and Canada, mm. and occasionally you'd come across a blog post or something like that from someone in the UK but I'd really never seen anybody in Ireland do this or anyone mm. kind of be out um and so I was like I think it's more relatable when you can see somebody who's from your part of the world and they're talking about this and it seems mm. more possible mm. because if you were to just look online and you only come across people in the US and, and in Canada you might get the the impression that they're aren't BDSM communities here that mm. there aren't kinky people here that people don't really have dom soap relationships mm. that Ireland is too conservative for that kind of thing and it's not true they're they're everywhere I swear as soon as you start looking you're finding you find it around every corner um, so that was a big a big driving factor for me mm. you know I'm not reinventing the wheel here I didn't I didn't invent kink mm. I didn't come up with the majority of 
of the information I share. It's just this is what I've learned and I'm passing it on and, you know, add my own two cents to mm. it. And I suppose, like, have you found, like, obviously from coming out and, you know, chatting about your experiences and bits and pieces like this, like, you said that there's, like, a community and stuff out there. Like, mm-hmm. has been funny, like, how much, like, have you found, like, you're being, like, people have been, like, you know, popping up to it, being, like, like, is there a secret code and stuff that, like, <laughs> obviously, that, like, people have been operating under. Do you know, like, back in the day where it's been, like, you know, even for, I mean, not particularly related, but, like, for swingers houses and stuff like this in the US, there's, like, you know, the some sim- symbolisms. The yeah, like, pineapple. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like, I've, like, have you been noticing, yeah. like, a lot more just, like, it's, like, once something, somebody points out something to you, now you're being, like, I see it everywhere. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is with me, because I'm out, if someone wants to come and talk to me, there's no need there's no need to drop hints mm. particularly on instagram they don't have to <laughs> pretend they're not kinky but <laughs> before before i started running the workshops it would kind of happen you'd be looking at someone or and try to work out if they were you know they were one of you they'd come to the dark side or particularly <laughs> if you'd see two you'd see a couple interacting and you're like i think they're a dom sub couple there was oh, actually really? Could yeah, you like, so would you be able to t- tell? Like, just be like, obviously, you know, sometimes, just be able to, mm. sometimes <laughs> because you can see, you can see little things. Like, um, let's say you would watch a couple and they're out there having a meal, let's say, and mm. you, the person you think is a soap, they, they serve their partner first, like they pour their glass water, they do things that to an untrained eye, it's just politeness. Yeah. But you can watch and then you watch and maybe the person you think is a dom they order for both of them when the the waiter comes around Mm. you're there having a look like maybe (laughs) (laughs) there was once I was in work and I accidentally outed myself because um because I thought somebody was giving me one of those like you know you're talking about one of the signals Mm. so I was serving someone in the shop and they told me that they like my collar so I wear a collar yeah and I kind of gave them a small smile and I was like oh thank you and then I was like I like that you know it's a collar. And they kind of looked at me confused and they go, wait, do you call them collars or chokers? <laughs> and I was like, what did I just do? Yeah, you'd be like, like, oh shit. <laughs> and they're like, what, what's the difference between a choker and a collar? And they're like really like being friendly and inquisitive. And I was like, okay, hey, I have to say something. There's like yeah. two ways to handle this. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to own this a little bit. So, so um, there's not actually much difference in in how they look, but people who are interested in BDSM or sometimes in gothic fashion, they will refer to them as colours. And then they were like, oh, that's really cool. And they just carried on. But I had that moment where I went, oh, what did you just do? Like, <laughs> come on, what did you just do? I thought I was getting one of those signals, getting the wink, like, and I wasn't at all. Yeah, yeah, it's like the couple across the room have been like, hey, we really like your vibe. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, interesting. Yes, yes. <laughs> In case you wondered what that, what that hideous noise was, that was me giggling with a mouth full of water and trying not to, to spit it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just add up if you're, I mean, we've already heard some chains gagging. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, we're really just rolling with the punches here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I suppose as well, like, um, you were kind of mentioned like this is something that like I suppose you've got it and we kind of meet like I think it's hilarious that 
again, Maynooth College is like where you kind of came to kind of yeah. make this kind of part of the scene, which historically, I mean, Maynooth, whenever <laughs> I think of Maynooth, I'm like priests, music, very yeah. Holy Joe, you know, it's that wee bit mm-hmm. of outskirt outside of Dublin and it's a bit more quiet and it's got, you know, Lots of mm-hmm. things obviously going on with students, stuff like this. But I know it's a bit more kind of like, oh, a bit more tame. Um, <laughs> you were, you, we were having a bit of a funny story just before we started recording there <laughs> about yeah. the kind of situationalness of obviously this whole expansion and of, you know, the kind of college itself. Like, I mean, maybe you want to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take the floor. When I, yeah, I was talking about how I swear Manute is a hub for kinky people. There's something about the seminary being there. They all come out of the woodwork and mm. they're just drawn to it to I, I don't know why. It's because they get to embrace their their wonderfully taboo selves, maybe. Mm. But yeah, it's not really what you'd think of. You'd probably think about, you know, the beautiful grounds on, on South Campus, on the old mm. campus. You think about their chamber choir, about the seminarians. Mm. You don't really think of that being the place someone gets their start as a kink educator. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the amount of LGBT plus students a minute is, is really high, a very significant percentage. And then I've also discovered that the number of kinky people in minute is pretty high too, considering <laughs> the numbers that come to, to my workshops or that when I went to my my SU Christmas party that I spent my evening with everyone taking the BDSM test online and showing me the results and going, Eva, what does this mean? So like, what am I? I got like 70% for this. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I, was, I was telling you the nice little um, anecdote for you. So the first time I had a scene as a top, so that'd be where I was the one giving sensation, you know, mm. um, was <laughs> was a minute and it was in the short term accommodation there mm. so you can book a room for a couple of nights a lot of students will do it around exam time if they have to commute because mm. it just takes the pressure off but it's it's in the old you know the old part of the campus mm. and the rooms are right next door to the seminarians so you have the trainee priests up there so there was literally a couple of priests in their digs um <laughs> a quite a thin wall and then me a friend and a flogger um, so, so, <laughs> I've said before I think that's the moment that I was like okay I think I might have shed my my catholic guilt and shame I think I might be through that now <laughs> I mean Manouf Jesus kinky bastards honestly yeah <laughs> We were trying to like chat there and be like, oh, we're wondering like where there's like anywhere like particularly in the country. But I mean, Maynooth, I'm I, I'm happy to place that as the capital of King of Ireland. I mean, honestly. <laughs> no, I can't. No, I can't tell you what's the kinkiest county, what's the kinkiest mm. town, that kind of thing. But if I if I was a gambling man, as they say, um, <laughs> that's where I put my money. <laughs> exactly that's where you put your change yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. I suppose like Eva, like before this whole kind of life you know as king consultant like what is kind of essentially like <laughs> now molded into how people you know know yourself you know are engaging with yourself maybe tell us about some of the because I'm interested like maybe about more kind of character building jobs as again mm-hmm. my father would usually put it like growing up that maybe informed you know the person that you are today that is like 
someone who's obviously outspoken, you know, quite confident mm-hmm. in their kind of role and like quite comfortable in themselves. I don't know if you've had many jobs that, I mean, I, you know, that kind of maybe informed more of the kind of mm-hmm. route that you're being like, yeah, uh, <laughs> I dealt with that. So um, there was no bother me giving workshops about <laughs> this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, the um, the most character building job I've had. Um, so I was a family carer for a little bit over four years. So from the time I was 19 to about 24. Um, and yeah, during that time, I looked after three different family members. We had a string there, a bad luck, as you can, as you can tell. Um, definitely the most character building thing ever. The hardest job I've done. Um, imagine it's the hardest job I'll ever do. Yeah. Um, if people like to talk about it with, it's it's a tricky one to talk about because it was so worthwhile, and I'm so glad I did that, and I could be there for my family, and I can see the difference that's made in their lives. I wouldn't change a thing about it. But people are afraid to talk about how difficult that is. Mm. Um, like I didn't enjoy it because it's it's a serious struggle, and um, you don't get to clock in and clock out, and you can't walk away from it and have somebody else take care of it for you. So that has to be the most character building job I've had. Um, maybe not the lighthearted story you were going for there, but it's it's honest. That's what you know. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, each each to their own. Like, I mean, I usually <laughs> go in with like a. I used to pick in strawberry fields, so then yeah. um, as soon as I got working inside, I was being like, "My God, people get paid for being indoors. This in- is madness!" Like, yeah, <laughs> you're like, of course I'll do that for you. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like no, the, yeah, no problem forest, at all. <laughs> clean, clean toilets. It doesn't yeah. matter. You're like. Let- nice Let, temperate room i'll do whatever literally um, it's like it's roof over my head i'd be like this is 10 out of 10 thank you so much <laughs> um i will give you my time and um all my uh emotional baggage yeah here we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know i do think there's there's skills i picked up there like mm. the the need for discretion of course mm. we um just being able to um, emphasize with people, mm. so, you know, being able to provide emotional support with people. And the thing is, whatever someone says to me, whatever issues they share with me, anything like that, it pales in comparison to genuinely being responsible for somebody making it through the day. Mm. So when you say, for an example of ways that I was prepared or say, for yourself you're like oh jesus going to work for eight hours in a nice warm room that's water off a duck's back now that's Hmm. yeah that i have a similar experience there because i'm like yeah it is a lot of responsibility to be the first person someone talks about their interests or the first person they come to looking for information Hmm. for their safety but that's still a hell of a lot less responsibility than being a carer so i think in that way i was equipped for it as as odd as it sounds to pair those two those you know what would say two different lives together I think it's it serves me well you know yeah I think when you explain like that do you know what I mean you're you know put into like a kind of sense of kind of authority or kind of like caring for people and like you mm-hmm. know being that kind of person that like people can come to and chat to you know that you can like you know essentially take on that kind of maturity level in the self mm-hmm. where like again you're so young to be like doing something that you know something that obviously 
so many people are catering for it, so many people are like mm-hmm. looking for like more kind of outreach for it i suppose having like you know a background that is also being like caring for people and like you know sympathizing and like really through like quite intense i imagine as well like like that kind of <laughs> suppose i don't know if i'd be able to have the judge of it because i literally i'm still just be like boop, boop, boop. i just chat to people on the internet <laughs> whether you at least would be like no we're going to be like cool about this we're going to be calm collected whether somebody says you know like nipple clamps night giggle like um <laughs> so yeah. i mean yeah like i suppose like from I suppose, moving on from that, like, into the world that we're in now, have there been any major standout moments that came from this whole escapade um, in this co- kind of, you know, sexual education sphere that I suppose you maybe never thought could have happened? Yeah, there have been a couple. Um, oh, a couple, especially, okay. <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially lately, you know. So we talked to a little bit about that article. You know, I got messages from people and they'd say things to me like, I really never thought I would see something like that covered in an Irish newspaper, Mm. you know, and for it not to be a topic of scandal or not to be poking fun at people. They Mm. never thought they'd see that. And, you know, about how encouraging that was for them. And so that was brilliant that, Mm. you know, people like yourself, Connor, they do just want to have these conversations and Mm. are very respectful and, just open-minded and it's not something that I'd expected to happen for there to be kind of a general interest outside of uh shag week you know (laughs) (laughs) but um then the the most recent one so I was nominated for well shortlisted I should say for a sexual health award um so by two um, NGOs, there's Brooke and then SH24. And they both focus on sexual health and sex education. And SH24, they're actually their partners with the NHS. So um, once a year, they run this competition and they ask for people to put in nominations for their favorite educators to sex positive accounts. Um, you know, I put in an application myself and I, I I found out that a, a few followers did nominate me as well, which is lovely. But um, I actually made the the shortlist, which to me was a complete shock. You know, I'd um, I'd misjudge even when the deadline for for this was. I thought the mm-hmm. deadline for the application was the following day. I didn't have the thing proofread. I sent it in last minute, and I was like, Ashley, look, there's always next year. Mm-hmm. It was worth a shot, mm-hmm. and then I got an email a couple of weeks ago telling me that I was I was shortlisted and telling me when they were going to post about it and the details to the, you know for people to vote and everything and I was just stunned um I, I was like whatever happens now I can say I made the shortlist so that's yeah. a big one for me it's actually it's still it's still running at the minute it'll be open exactly the you can still vote September. yeah they Jesus. can if they would like to <laughs> If they would like to spare a couple of minutes for me, they can vote. They yeah, you go on my Instagram and it's in my my link tree. It's it's up my link tree, they'll they'll see it and they can go onto the site and and vote and also just have a browse, you know, have a look at all the other nominees too. And maybe find some more sex positive accounts, something that tickles their fancy. <laughs> exactly. I mean that's such like a standout one, I suppose, as well, to be like, oh yeah, I just, you know, thought I'd 
throw in this wee thing like you know not really expect too much from it next thing they're being like girl you in the running (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i suppose have there been like i mean as well like on top of that like have you like i mean discovered any things like i don't i I, i'm i'm trying to even think of like other situations but I suppose that's such like a big one as well to be like Mm -hmm. formally recognized in something again that you said that you literally like fell into by literally saying could we maybe host something like this and it's like no you're going to host it and now it's been like oh I'm nominated now for an award (laughs) (laughs) yeah in the space of a little bit over a year yeah Mm. yeah I think right that is I'm like god that's strange (laughs) um like I suppose it'd probably be a year and a half now but I'm like that's quite a quite a quick acceleration yeah. process yeah, there <laughs> yeah that's, yeah. that's uh, flipped the wheel quite quickly there yeah I, I suppose like yeah um, oh sorry talk no 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 I go ahead the... that's me being a bad host <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part was though like um you know it's not that I was nominated for an award or the newspaper article or anything it's that people come to me now and mm. they will tell me things they'll confide in me I or I get messages once or twice a week I get a message from someone saying a post of yours helped me in this way you you suggested to me a few weeks ago that I read up a bit more on this topic and I did Mm. and where I finally had the courage to tell my partner that I'd like to experiment with something Mm. those are the bits that I'm like yeah that's what makes it feel worthwhile and to me those are you know that's what stands out because I'm like I have just that proof that what I do actually makes a difference for people you know as scandalous as it sounds Mm. like yeah I I teach people about bondage like you know (laughs) I talk to people about foot fetishes as scandalous as it sounds to go no but it does actually make a difference for people Mm. and it keeps them just that little bit safer so that's that's what I enjoy most about it yeah and I suppose like as you said, like with that, like, I mean, <laughs> I kind of hate asking this question, but it's also, I mean, it kind of like gives, you know, where there's light, there's dark and like, you know, vice versa, mm-hmm. stuff like this. Like, has there been any major, I suppose, because it sounds like it's been all, you know, relatively positive. Has there been any major kind of like horror stories, I suppose, from like being known for like working within this kind of industry that is like so known as taboo? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. have has there been even like, as you said, people DMs, like, I mean, mm-hmm. one part of me would kind of be like, oh, if you're kind of putting yourself out there, I mean, already people are, you know, especially women are being hypersexualized. So mm-hmm. anybody that, again, it'd be like anybody that's involved with, say, things that like, like OnlyFans or something that like is more a bit yeah. like associated with se- sexually explicit kind of like discussions or material and stuff like this. Yeah. Like that sometimes I know, like, would there ever be anything leading on for that where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's not really what I was asked for when I started yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So like I do have to deal with harassment online like it does happen mm. um I try my best to take it in my stride mm. you know um it's the point where every now and then when someone sends me an inappropriate message I'll have a bit of fun with them <laughs> and then share it to my story you know I get the messages going hi mommy will you show me your feet and I that kind of stuff and yeah. I send them back a message going you were such a disappointment, your father and I. Like, I can't believe I went through 12 hours of labor to bring you into the world. <laughs> you're like, you're 25, Jimmy. When are you going to move out and just let us get on with our lives? <laughs> it's the, like, it's 
the only way I really know how to blow off steam. <laughs> like, <laughs> so every so often I'll do that. Or I had a guy a while ago and he sent me a message and it says, can we talk about penis? I have a question. So in my mind straight away, I'm like, he's, he won't send me a dick pic. Like, yeah. if I even acknowledge so, mm. somebody says he'll send me a dick pic and the question's going to be like, so do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> or is this big enough? So I went, I was like, okay, I want to do something to throw him off here. Send back my going, Oh, sorry, don't know her. He was like, what do you mean, her? I was like, penis, this this friend of yours, I don't know her. And the conversation just went on like this for ages. Well, you see, I I couldn't help you because I don't know her. Maybe you should talk to a mutual friend. Seems like she's someone who's really important to you. So just the fact that I referred to his penis as if it was female was enough to like stop him in his tracks. You personified a penis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did. I did. I personified and I gendered a penis. And that was enough to like stop him in his tracks enough so that I didn't get that dick pic that he was so busy trying to insist that his penis could not be a woman. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I meant. I, sorry, I can't help you. I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I knew her, but like, I just, it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I she just don't. lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she sounds very special to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, honestly, that's how I deal with it a lot of the time because I'm like, you have to blow off steam in some way. Yeah. And there Believe it or not, people will actually send you inappropriate messages because they want the outrage. Hmm. You know, like I learned a while ago, there are people who will send unsolicited dick pics because they actually enjoy the expression of disgust that you give. Yeah. That's what they're they're looking for. That's hmm. what they get off on. It's not because they think that you're going to look at, at their penis and be like, I have never seen one so beautiful. Right. <laughs> yes. We have to. Can you come like over to right now? Stunning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's not that they realistically think that this is how you find yourself someone to have yeah. sex with, like, or you get yourself a, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. So you, I don't give them the disgust, mm. but I need to I need to let off that steam in some way. So for me, it's having a little bit of a laugh at their expense. Yeah. Like, it's quite clear on my, my page that this is my job. I even have a post where it has, rules for dming me and it's literally like we say rules it's basically can can you just like be a little bit polite and um, <laughs> show a little bit of decorum it's like please don't ask me about my kink interests or my sex mm. life or make advances towards me mm. i also i have this will sound like a funny one now but if people message me saying hi or can i ask you something i mm. won't answer because I swear, anytime you do, it's like, oh, can I ask you something? And you're like, well, it depends on the question. Yeah, you're like... Or something. The next mm. the next thing will be, it'll be something insane, like something ridiculous, or you get lots of it. So can I buy your underwear or that kind of thing? Um, <laughs> which I'm like, it's like, well, it depends on the price, you know? Yeah. But so that's one of my rules. Like, please let me know why you'd like to chat and then I can actually make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can make an informed decision rather than being like blank. Yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Yeah, I can of always chat. Can. Yeah. Like, and then it goes down to discussion that you're being like, oh, I, I, I don't want to chat about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, I mean, <laughs> at least it sounds like you, you're able to handle it, I suppose, as well. And that kind of like fun terms, stuff like this, like, I just always think back to like I mean you're essentially <laughs> having a community that like I mean 
the most that I was kind of like brought up with or brought up with the most that I was kind of like informed about I think mm-hmm. was like with mainstream media things were like you know things like even before like Fifty Shades stuff like where people you know made, made a real fucking bollocks of like the whole you know BDS and yeah. kind of king thing like things shows like sex cetera like I don't know if you ever remember that being like at 12 o'clock at night on like TV3. Oh, like TV oh that's just come. That's just yeah, come yeah. Back like to me. if you think about like an odd little generation in Ireland, that TV3 at like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning was like watching people that were like, you know, doing like thing, everything from full fetch to me, even kind of like like the, I'm not sure what, it's a child kind of play where it's like, you know, somebody is kind of like. Age play, like emphasize yeah. and stuff like that, and then all these other mm-hmm. kind of things. Like when that is like put on lately at night, and then next thing is yeah. kind of being like brought into the like normal morning and like around your kind of general feed. I just always think about like a uh, people like do you know what I mean? If they have an opportunity to be like, what could we talk about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so programs like that, they will very often find people who have kinks that are less common or less well known, mm. and mm. they will handpick people who. Um, they think will make good TV, you know? Yeah. So people who um, enjoy the shock factor or mm. things like that. And, well, I mean, having any representation, I suppose, does some good. It You can see there is an agenda there. Yeah. So whereas I sit down and I have a chat with people and mm. by the end of a class, they're going, okay, that's not what I thought it'd be. Like this, it's so, it's so normal like yeah you can make conversations like this so ordinary and they're so focused on like respecting people's boundaries and Mm. it's it's just not what they expected to find at all (laughs) maybe a bit anticlimactic for some of them but um, (laughs) that's that's the case they're often i've been like oh god um i was uh actually informed there oh god yeah <laughs> 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 that wasn't just entertainment and uh yeah oh yeah, god weird. Yeah. That's strange. Mm, <laughs> i learned something i didn't sign up for this yeah um, <laughs> now they get a chance to have a look at the paddles and the crops and all that kind of stuff mm. too but yeah it's it's not as scandalous as people might first imagine yeah i mean and has there i suppose like being like the person that's you know the host kind of speaker a lot of these things i mean have you ever like came out of these things like find like more about like you know the kind of like world like king and fetish and stuff like this that maybe you didn't know about beforehand like that like some people come around to be like oh do you know about this and you're going have like have you ever been caught off guard be like i've actually that one is new to me like are, <laughs> I, I i'm not familiar with that realm but it sounds like I, you are or you're kind of interested going down that which is perfectly normal for perfectly yeah. fine <laughs> i think i'm on the stage now where i'm fairly unshockable yeah. Um, what does happen is people will ask me questions and I don't always have the experience or the resources mm. to to answer that particular question because I don't mm. have experience with that area of play. Mm. Usually what I can do now is there's like, oh, I know a couple of articles and that I can recommend. Mm. Or I actually I know of another educator who who does discuss this. Mm. I can I can recommend you check out their social media or their website or whatever. Mm. So that does happen. But um I think I've gotten to the stage where it's fairly unshockable. Um, mm. Or it's always interesting when people have something that's very niche or very specific. Mm. Um, I find that fascinating. I'm like, how did you work it that you were interested in that? How did you work mm. it that that hit the spot for you? Because let's say if it's something like, oh, I like when my partner bites my neck. 
during mm. sex. You're like, well, you can easily see how just through a small amount of experimentation, like you worked out that hit the spot yeah. for you. But it's like, I I don't know, off the top of my head, like I have a fetish for, and it could be a really obscure object. You're mm. like, so, but how how did you how did you work that out like that that's so interesting to me mm. like when when did you first find out that that scratch that itch for you yeah you know really specific things like someone who's interested in pain pain mm. play you know so masochism or sadism mm. but it has to be this one specific kind of pain play mm. and i'm like like human brains they're just so interesting <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's where, like, the main kind of, like, source of just curiosity people come from, because you're just literally interested in, I suppose it's all the different avenues, like, even, like, like, like that's literally, yeah, like, and the more, like, you kind of, like, I mean, even me and my friends, we had, like, on one of the podcasts there, we were kind of, like, just chatting about, like, because he's a weird wealth of knowledge about, like, really oddities and stuff like this, but, like, <laughs> we're talking about, like, the this guy, like, um that makes like McAfee you know like internet security had like was mm-hmm. really like it had, apparently famously had like a, like a kind of piss or like I think it was a shit cake or something like this even yeah. I'm kind of saying it now and I'm still being like a, oh I don't want to like say anything wrong okay. or like miss kind of represented no, no. but like so it's some, and things like that that like you're kind of just curious in, so we would often refer, refer to as water player water sports mm. so that's incredibly common like I see that all the time now, really yeah yeah that's really common now being interested so we would call it scat so that's any kind of play that involves feces hmm. that's far less common i've actually yet to encounter somebody who doesn't have that on their hard limit list so there's activities hmm. that they won't do but being interested in in piss yeah that's that's pretty common like i could ping <laughs> off the top of my head oh this friend and that friend and the other yeah. friends they they they'd all love that yeah yeah, but I suppose it's even like going down those routes. I like, as you said, like, yeah, I think it's just a curiosity around it. Being like, mm-hmm. when when does that kind of feed into each other? But yeah. like, I suppose that's like, <laughs> I mean, that's more informative that like the more that people are getting to talk about this and you're like talking with, you're being like, no, that's like really common. Like, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny the the kinks or kind of plays that are very common. Because, mm. for example, like choking and hair mm. pulling, they're really common. Mm. Now, the thing is, they're actually we consider them edge play so mm. they're they're significantly higher risk mm. but they're very common and you'll even see like it it bleeds a lot into mainstream porn yeah um to the point where i end up having conversations with people and i'm like right a person is consented to having sex with you they haven't also consented to hair pulling and choking like mm. the consent needs to be specific and if you're going to take part in any kind of breath play or choking like you really want to know what you're doing and i've researched yeah. it well and to be comfortable assuming that level of risk but there's so many things like to the point where when I speak to people they'll say oh I just want to dabble a little bit you know just some choking Mm. and I have to go okay we need to we need to reframe this conversation again (laughs) because that's not dabbling it's it's really common so I I have no interest in shaming the person it's so common but I want to change their perspective on it and say it's just because a lot of people do it doesn't mean that it's safe um, yeah <laughs> but you would be surprised yeah some of the things that are quite commonplace like yeah being interested in p a lot more common than than you'd imagine yeah i mean exactly yeah like i i, I suppose that's even it like even chatting about things like 
where it's kind of, I suppose, if somebody was like interested in trying to get into certain kinks or whatever like this, or certain things that they're maybe interested in, it's, you know, removing it from like a, oh yeah, let me just, you know, and, and, and think about playing around with choking, be like, okay, let's remove that from the circumstance of, you know, something that you're, you know, interested in sexually. And, you know, like, you you can't just say, I'm interested in choking. Like, (laughs) like, you have to be like, you have to go in with the kind of consensual safety mindset rather than just be like, oh, we're just going to dabble with this. Be like, would you say that outside of the bedroom? No, okay. So like, maybe (laughs) we like have to understand the perspective that it isn't just okay and it's just so safe because it's in an intimate setting almost that's mm-hmm. kind of more reason to be conscious and be yeah, like educated definitely. yeah if anything it's definitely more reason to mm. to put that forethought in and to do your homework because when you are in that intimate setting people they're more likely to make um sudden judgments or to you know for just their caution to to go out mm. the window a little bit so that's why you put in the groundwork like saying to mm. people it's doesn't sound very exciting but like bdsm it's like 90 percent talking planning and like 10 percent actually engaging in kink mm. like it doesn't sound as um as fantastical <laughs> when you when you break it down like that for people but it's that way for a reason you know so you can yeah. try and uh, mitigate the risks as much you can exactly exactly I suppose like I mean obviously we could be chatting all day and I could let you push all the buttons about everything that you like (laughs) really just like squeeze out every single thing that I've ever been curious about the world but I suppose what does the future hold for yourself even like are there any big like you know goals and like Mm -hmm. things that you want to achieve that you maybe haven't like are there any big bucket list things like I suppose from the success that's been coming on so far like where where do you want to go from here so I have a few things in mind, um, just smaller goals for myself, you know, things mm. I want to hit. So last year I ran 18 workshops across student unions. So my goal for <laughs> this year, <laughs> my goal for this year, I said was 25. Mm. Um, I have nine booked already and it's the college year hasn't started. So I think we'll hit that. I think I'll be, I'll be yeah. good on that front. Um, I would like to work more doing consultancy for retailers. Mm. So a lot of sex toy retailers, they will also stock, um, you know, kink, kink gear. You know, mm. they'll stock crops or paddles or handcuffs, that kind of thing. And they might necessarily have expertise in that area specifically. So they don't realize that some of the products they stock aren't the safest options out there. Mm. So that's what I'd like to do, to, to do some advisory work and help support them so they can genuinely offer their customers the best quality and then I've recently started doing consultancy work so people can book an appointment with me one-on-one and we sit and have a chat and I will help them on their kinky way so it could be anything from they want to sit and have a talk about dealing with stigma and shame Mm. and just have a listening ear or they come to me and they're like okay I want to engage in this kind of play um what do I need to know or I will help people draft up their hard limit list, uh, their, you know, their, their limit list, so their hard limits, their soft limits. So that'd be mm. thing, hard limits, things they won't do under any circumstances. It's just they they won't consent to, to doing that. Mm. And then their soft limits are things they will consent to do, but there's usually a particular caveat to it. So um, mm. I just give you an example, like it's fine if you restrain my hands and it's fine if you restrain my feet, 
But if you're stirring both at the same time, I feel very trapped. So that's a soft mm. So it's one or the other, you know, things like mm. that where they need to make their partner aware of a particular caveat. Yeah. And I will help them draft up comprehensive limit lists so that um, when they start to explore a bit further, they ha- they basically they know what's out there and what activities a potential partner might be interested in. And they're equipped to say, no, I, I won't do this, this or this, and to advocate for themselves in that way. Yeah, you're essentially giving them the tools to do whatever they want, whatever the heart desires in the safest, most consensual... Within, within reason, within reason. Within reason, within reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, uh, I, if, it does, if it doesn't hurt anybody, I mean, that's what I always say. Well, I, I yeah. mean, yeah. I was like, that's even that, saying that right here. If it isn't causing significant harm to anybody yes in the safest possible way that can, yeah. can be what i will do yeah. as well if someone approaches me and they say they want to try a particular kind of play that i think would have the potential for lasting harm i'll say mm. okay let's have a chat about that and mm. we'll talk about what it is that um that hits the spot what mm. about that fantasy is like really drawing them in and sometimes I'll offer suggestions for how to do that back, do that in a more pullback way, or how to do it mm. in a way that I think would would be safer. So, mm. um, try not to shock you too much here, but let's say I get somebody and they tell me that they're interested in knife play. So what they mm. want is for a partner to like um, drag a knife across their skin just to feel the not to cut them now, but to feel the the sharp edge. I'm like, okay, well there's a lot of potential there for for problems with human error like mm. if you trip and you're you're carrying a kitchen knife <laughs> it's not going to go well is it no <laughs> explain to them what you can do though if you have your partner's consent and particularly if they're interested in the fear element of it so they want mm. to feel afraid in that consensual setting so um you could put a blindfold on them and you can take like a credit card debit card whatever it might mm. be and if you put it in the freezer for a while it gets the feel of cold metal mm. it feels the same and you can drag that along their skin and there's no way you can cut them you're not going to cut somebody yeah. with, with your like i don't know with your boots loyalty card area but <laughs> they still get that sensation of that experience and yeah you've done it in a way that's lower risk so yeah. i often find ways like that to to encourage people to come back to yeah. a, a safer way to play yeah, exactly, exactly. I suppose that's like the most important part around it all. And I suppose, Aoife, I mean, I just, I'm looking at time there and I've just called Simon, I'm literally going to be destroying your whole day and just be like, tell me more about all this. But I suppose, no, honestly, um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. And I suppose if people, I mean, are interested in finding out more about yourself, your journey, voting for you in the nominations, everything yeah. else. You vote Aoife. Um, but again, I mean, even contacting you about consultancy work and, you know, getting to, you know, everything about yourself, where can they find you? What's the best go-to place? So the best place to find me would be my Instagram because mm-hmm. I'm there a lot. So um, my Instagram name is Life. And they can they come and have a chat with me there if yeah if they're interested in booking a session for a one on one appointment or anything like that they can they can come and say hello and let me know what you know how I can help them out and yes if they had a few minutes and they'd like to vote that'd be brilliant too so 
to go onto my Instagram page, they'll see it there front and center. And yeah, they'll be able to vote for me. And if they can't for any reason, you can't find it again, shoot me a message and I'll, I'll tell you where to go look. <laughs> exactly. We'll have you. Yeah, it's in my best interest to, to help you find that one. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question? Mm, is it about the competition? Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> it's about that, the nominations. <laughs> that should be my new go-to. Can I ask you a question? Is it about the award yeah. I've been shortlisted for? No, no. Sorry, I'm just booked up. I can't, I, I'm so sorry. Yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, no, but Eva, Ozzy, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's a delight, Ozzy. I keep saying this again. I think I was talking about this like that weird imposter syndrome that I still have where it's like I reach out to people and then when they're actually like, Yeah, I will chat to you for a bit, I'm like sick. And again, find yourself and just kind of work that you're doing I think is so fucking important and so cool I like especially just for especially you know women in the industry especially like in Ireland stuff like this as well I think it's just fantastic to have yourself doing what you're doing in the best possible way and being so fucking cool about it so the fact that you sat down here and chatted to me about it I took it as a privilege (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for having me I can relate to the imposter syndrome big time I get it too I get it too but it's been lovely chatting with you Connor exactly exactly (laughs) well here have a lovely weekend Aoife what a start that we've had already honestly (laughs) and yeah I can't wait to see where you go from here it's been lovely chatting with you all right see you later Bye. bye thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of interviews i hope you guys enjoyed this chat as much as i had Aoife is such a legend so do make sure to give her a follow like everything that you can she is just a pro and while you're also doing that don't forget to give me a little bit of love as well you can find me on all the socials of course instagram facebook twitter snapchat not snapchat but all the rest of them busy Go online, type in Finterviews, Finterviews Podcast. You'll find me somewhere. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a five-star rating if you fancy it. And also, do actually get in touch on socials. Tell me who you want me to chat to next on the show. Um, give me some abuse if you would really like to. Um, or even leave a nice little comment. I appreciate all of it. But until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And I'll chat to you later. Bye.